Welcome back, magic makers. I'm Kelsey Foremost. I am your host of Find Your Magic, the podcast where mental health and entrepreneurship meet. This episode is going to be heavier on the entrepreneurship because I have my first ever repeat guest on Find Your Magic today. I am speaking with my friend Sadie Banks. She is an expert in SEO or search engine optimization. I previously spoke with Sadie about something that was much more on the mental health side. Um, Her side company is called Good Grief Journals, and we really dove in in our last episode together about normalizing grief and working through it and um, how to support people in grief without making it weird, (laughs) which, you know, if you've ever been through any sort of loss, you know, it's just sort of a strange time where you know you need help, but you don't know what to ask for exactly. And if you have somebody in your life who's going through grief, you're like, I want to do something, but I don't really know what to do for them. Um, So I'm just going to do nothing and then feel guilty about it. We talked about all of that stuff in our last conversation. So again, we were very much on the mental health train in that episode. So this episode, I brought her back because her business is so valuable. She is an expert, like I said, in SEO. Now, you might know nothing about SEO, in which case, great, welcome, you're in the right place. You might know a little bit about SEO, but also feel intimidated by taking it a bit further and really understanding how to implement SEO strategy to make it easier for the right people to find you. You are also in the right place. This is a very strategy-heavy episode. I highly, highly, highly recommend having a notebook or something with which you can take some notes while you listen to this conversation because Sadie is dropping gems that are very actionable. Where to actually find keywords that are going to make a difference for your niche. Where on your website to put those keywords how to optimize for different social media platforms, how to include keywords that are going to send signals to Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, what have you, um, that are going to put your content in front of people who already want to consume the type of thing you're putting out into the world. Um, She taught me something I had no clue about, which is alt text and how alt text can really be a huge game changer um, in helping people understand who you are and what you do and getting yourself in front of more people, uh, more of the right people. This conversation, I mean, I'm going to listen back when I'm editing this and actually go and work on my SEO right after. It's so valuable. Um, Big, big thank you to Sadie. This is basically a free class in search engine optimization, um, not just for your website or for Google, but for every single social media platform to make it more likely that you're going to get in front of the right people who want to pay you for your expertise. So thank you, Magic Maker, for being here. If you got something out of this episode, please consider leaving a positive review, especially on Apple Podcasts. I know everybody says like, it really helps me out, but they say that because (laughs) it really does help me out. So if you have 10 seconds and you want to hit that five-star rate and review, um, leave me a little note. If you get something out of these episodes, 
it really, really makes my day and uh, I really appreciate it. So with that, let's jump into how to improve your SEO with Sadie Banks. Sadie Banks, welcome back to Find Your Magic. Thank you. I think you're my first repeat guest. I feel like, okay, this that's funny because I have been multiple podcasts, first repeat guest. Really? Well, all thanks to SEO. I literally was about <laughs> to make a joke of like, well, if there was ever proof that what you're doing is working. Yep. That's amazing. So when you were on last time, we were talking about another business of yours, Good Grief Journals, and it was really near and dear to my heart. I think we need to talk about grief all the time, um, demystify it, normalize it, be inclusive. And I was just so appreciative. That initial conversation was so vulnerable. And I just wanted to say, uh, if you guys haven't listened to that, please go back and listen to Sadie's first episode on Find Your Magic about grief, because you should. Inescapable. Yeah. It's It's a a great time. time. (laughs) But today, Sadie is here to talk about something completely different, and that is SEO. Sadie, why don't you define for us what SEO is, why it's different from copywriting? We'll just start with the basics and then we'll get more granular as the conversation goes on. Sure. So, SEO is search engine optimization. Um, but I have decided me and myself and I, that we are redefining what SEO means because not just search engines use SEO anymore. And so it's a little confusing when people are talking about like SEO on Instagram and it's like, well, Instagram's not really a search engine. I mean, I feel like they're trying to get that way, but that's a whole nother conversation. So what I have decided SEO now stands for is sell easily often. Ooh, I love that. Oh, that's great. Yes. Yes. And the reason that I have chosen those words specifically is because with SEO, you're able to sell easy, easily often because you're speaking to your ideal client and their problems and you're solving them. So you're not just like, throwing content content out into the void. You're solving a problem, speaking to a specific person and saying, I have this service or this product that will fix your problem. Here you go. And then they say, awesome. I want to buy it. And that's SEO. I love that. That's so important that um, people understand that. I remember learning that as a copywriter that the copy that I would put in Instagram captions, for example, or as my Pinterest headline, that that could be optimized for that platform to show up in people's searches or in like recommended content. So for example, we all have heard the algorithm, mm-hmm. right? It's like, it's like saying Voldemort. Yeah, no, but really the, like, <laughs> <laughs> It's true. And uh, the algorithm, it's technology, it's a robot. And that robot looks for cues Mm -hmm. inside the content that creators make to, for hints of like, what is this video about? Mm -hmm. What is this post about? And one of the main things that it looks at is the words Mm -hmm. in the captions, also in the video captions. And once I understood that, I was like, 
oh, so I need to be including something about my niche inside the words that I'm writing. Like, it's not just about throwing up a caption to throw up a caption. It's actually working for me in the background. Yeah. Well, and I think too, like, so I have this example that I use. It's really, really niche. Um, You think about a tree removal company. You don't need a tree removal company until you need a tree removal company, right? Right. And when you need it, you're ready to buy. But say you go and you search for a tree removal company and you find one and you pop, it pops up, you read their website, it has nothing to do with tree removal. You're like, okay, what's the point of that? Like, I'm not going to hire this person. They don't, they don't know anything about tree removal. And so you click on and you move on to the next person. It's the same on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook. When you go to somebody's profile, like when you're scrolling through reels and you see this reel and you're like, wow, that was really helpful. And then you go to the next, like you go to their profile and it has nothing to do with what you were talking, what they were talking about in that, that video that was like speaking to you. You're like, wait, why would I follow you? Mm -hmm. Like, you're not giving me the like information that I was wanting. You gave me one little piece, but then like, where's the rest of it? And I think so often we forget that on social media, people are looking for answers and they're looking for like problem or solutions to their problems. And so we have to be consistent in our like content and in what we're talking about so that people will know that we are the expert in whatever we're trying to be the expert on. Completely. And I really want to highlight something you just said that I teach in all of my copywriting classes and courses, which is you have to know the question that someone's typing in that led them to find you or the Mm -hmm. thing that you want people to be typing in in order to find you. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't know what that initial ask is, then you are totally missing it, right? Like if you don't know what your Mm -hmm. ideal client is typing into Google or what hashtag they're clicking on on Instagram to find the solution to their problem, then you, you're missing the mm-hmm. entire boat. Mm-hmm. Well, I think a lot of the times people are like, well, I'll just put out a bunch of content and then the algorithm will just show me to the right people. And it's like, no, because like one of the biggest things about SEO is those little triggers that you were talking mm-hmm. about. Like the keywords that you're using and the words that you're using need to be in the places that those algorithms are looking. If they're not there, then it's like, okay, I don't know what this is about. Like if you think about the algorithm kind of like a filing cabinet or search engines, like a filing cabinet and like their little robots or the little secretaries, (laughs) when somebody types something in, they go to the filing cabinet and they find the one that says like, oh, this person has this content about tree removal. (laughs) And they give you the tree removal folder and it has the best and like the most consistent and the most informational like folder full of tree removal, whatever profile that is. But if you just have tree removal in your name and then you have no content about tree removal and no content about how it works and what it's for and all of that, all of those questions that people are asking, then the little robots are like, I don't really know what this goes into. Put it in the miscellaneous. Ugh. And then it just kind of shows up wherever. Okay. This is totally unplanned, but it just, as you're talking about this, using this tree removal as a, um, 
as an example, I recently, just a few weeks ago, looked up Christmas tree removal for my mom who has, she always insists on getting a real tree every year. And Mm -hmm. every year we go through the same thing where she's like, she lives alone and she is in a condo on the third floor. And she's like, how the F am I going to, am I going to get this dead ass tree Mm -hmm. out of my house? Mm -hmm. And almost all of the tree removal companies that we looked up, it was like the thing that made the difference of us hiring the person we hired was because they used Christmas tree removal as one of their options. But if they hadn't included Mm -hmm. that keyword, I never would have found them. No, you wouldn't have used them because that's not what you were looking for. You weren't looking for somebody to cut you down a tree. You were looking for somebody to remove your Christmas tree. And like, it's those little, and that's like the little tiny niche inside of the niche. Right. Like It's like the Russian nesting doll of niches. Yes, <laughs> yes exactly, exactly. Oh, I love and that. it's so important uh, to be very specific. Yes. So speaking of specificity, um, you had shared before we hit record that you've got a couple of tips, three tips specifically of like yeah. maybe where to start with all of this stuff. Cause I know it can feel intimidating. Certainly when people come to me for copywriting, um, a lot of times people are, are feeling nervous or they're feeling intimidated by the idea of writing. They also often are intimidated by technology. And I feel like SEO is in the crosshairs of writing and technology. So let's Mm -hmm. just demystify this for people and give them some tips. Yeah. So first tip, just remember that you are the expert. Like, I think sometimes we think like, oh, I don't have enough information. I don't have enough schooling. I don't, I haven't been doing this long enough. And we get a lot of like limiting beliefs that come with being an quote unquote expert. But if you remember that you know more than literally the next person, you're an expert to them. Like if you know 10% more about whatever your industry is, you're an expert. Like that's, that's all you need to know. And so you can keep growing and you can keep learning as you go, but start off and just become the expert yeah this is one of those like fake it till you make it moments because guess what you're not even really faking it because you are an expert exactly exactly I remember somebody telling me that um same thing like if you know 10 percent more then you have something of value to impart on the person who is asking you for help and I think women in particular are really really hesitant to mm-hmm. say that we are an expert in something that's shown in like women don't ask for raises as much. Um, women uh, don't apply for jobs that they feel underqualified for where men apply, even if they have zero qualifications, because they believe that they can do it or they can learn. So I love that as a first tip, get your mindset, right? Own your niche. You are an expert. You do have value you decided to start that business for a reason and people are coming to you to help them with their problems. Mm -hmm. So help them. Exactly. Yep. So just help them like (laughs) get rid of that limiting belief. You, you have the information that you need to, you have the information that you needed to start and you have the information that you need to keep going. So just keep going. Um, Tip number two is describe your products 
for services like you're explaining them to your best friend. Like, you know, when you find like the perfect pair of shoes, you don't just like text her shoes. Like she'd be like, okay, you're, you say things like, and oh, this is very important too. I have to, I have to pause. You don't, you also don't say like, you know how companies use like the Sadie dress. Yes. Like what, what, is, what does that even That mean? is like, a huge pet peeve of mine, Sadie. I'm so glad to have huge. like science huge. backed evidence of this. It drives me bonkers. And people think that they're coming to me with like a copywriting hack. And I'm like, no, it tells you no. nothing. You are wasting real estate. No one's going to go walk into Nordstrom and say, do you have a Sadie dress? I yeah. have no idea, what but if you say, that? I need a semi-formal black cocktail dress for a event that I'm speaking at, boom, I know exactly what you need. Exactly. And so that is, but like when you're texting your friend, you say stuff like red stiletto faux leather peep toe shoes for the Vegas girls trip. You can find them at this store in this city. Yeah. Like that's how you describe things yeah. to people because- if you don't, if you just say red shoes, like even red shoes, that's like a little bit of information, but like, it's like, okay. Men's, women's, <laughs> comfy. Yeah, exactly. And so you have to treat the algorithm and the search engines like they're your friend. You have to tell them exactly what you are describing and exactly what you're offering. Mm. Because if you don't, they categorize you under that miscellaneous of like, I don't know where this goes. <laughs> like yeah hopefully it's a value to someone it's not to me but maybe somebody that's so good that's so, so true okay so that's tip number that's two tip two and then tip number three is to think of if you give a mouse a cookie so we all know that story from our childhood if you haven't read it if you give a if you give a mouse a cookie by i believe it's laura numeroff wow um pulled that one out you are a mom of young children <laughs> we read those ones a lot um there's many if you give a mouses so just but it's basically the story is if you give a mouse a cookie he's gonna want a glass of milk he's gonna want a like show to watch blah 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 blah, blah. it goes on and then comes back around to and if you do this then he'll want to he'll want a cookie so the principle is the same for SEO. If your ideal client comes across your content that they resonate, they're going to want to go to your profile in hopes that they can find something that resonates with them or more content that like the content that did resonate with them. And so you need to make sure that your Instagram bio is optimized. And then once they see your Instagram bio is optimized, they're like, oh, let me go check out the website. Once they see your website, if it's not optimized, they're like, see ya. But if it's optimized, then they're like, oh, okay, where else can I find them? Where else can I follow them? Then they go to Facebook, then they go to Pinterest, and then they just become this super fan. And so then you have a super fan, a super customer, a super client, and you have them continually buying from you over and over again because you gave the mouse that one cookie that they wanted, and then we're able to continue to feed them exactly what they wanted. Oh, I love that analogy so much, Sadie. And that is so true. I've seen it a million times with copywriting clients, especially people who don't spend time on a brand voice or like brand messaging and value propositions, which is something that I love digging into. But they're because they themselves don't yet fully know who they are or they don't fully yet know the problem they want to be solving, they by default don't know who they're talking to. 
And if you don't know who you're talking to, you're losing everybody. So many people are afraid to niche down and be really specific because they're like, I don't want to alienate anybody. And it's the complete opposite. You want to be the person that they think of when they go chocolate chip cookies, Sadie, you know, yep. um, or f- super niche gluten-free snickerdoodles, Kelsey. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. The more specific the cookie, the better. Yeah. I had a client when I was working at the SEO company um, that my husband currently works at that. So he was a lawyer. And I was like, okay, what kind of law do you practice? And he was like, well, I do a little bit of everything. And I was like, okay, cool. But like, what sets you apart from other lawyers in your like industry? And he was like, I'm basically the same. And I was like, okay, um, (laughs) can you give me anything to like set you apart to make you different? And he was like, I just, I just like want to be at the top. And I was like, well, currently you're giving me nothing to make it so that you can be at the top. Right. You're flying in the middle and like trying to like slide under the radar as this, like, I help everyone. I do whatever I like, whatever the next guy does, I do it. And I do it for about the same price. So it's not that big of a deal. When in reality, people are looking for very specific things. They want somebody who's going to take care of them. And when it comes down to pricing and everything like that, most of the time, price doesn't matter. Mm. When you offer the solution that somebody's looking for, they'll pay whatever it takes to get that solution yeah. because that's what they're looking for. And so you have to use those unique selling propositions and you use those unique value points that you offer to set yourself apart so that the people who are looking for those exact unique selling points find you. Yeah and buy from you. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good point. I don't know the answer to this. Does price factor into SEO? Um, typically no. Interesting. Because like I said, it's like, a when you're finding exactly what you're looking for, you don't care about the price. Mm-hmm. And, um, I remember when I was again, working at that SEO company, they talked about like, we don't care about the price. Mm-hmm. Because what we're offering is so good. Yeah. And um, because they had somebody, they had this company come in and they were the people, they were the people that did like the branding and everything for like Starbucks and Chick-fil-A and <laughs> really specific brands. About, yeah. Yes. And they were talking about branding and the customer experience behind those brands. Mm. When you go to Chick-fil-A, you know that they're going to say my pleasure. You know that you're going to get quick service. You know that the food is going to be exactly the same from Chick-fil-A to Chick-fil-A to Chick-fil-A. And so when it comes to looking for a Chick-fil-A, you're not going, you're not going to go look for some other company. You're going to go look for somebody that will give you, you're going to go to Chick-fil-A where they're going to give you a Chick-fil-A sandwich. Right. And they're going to say my pleasure. And can anybody tell me the price of a Chick-fil-A sandwich? I sure can <laughs> off the top of my head, but I know that it's a number one. Yeah. And I know that I get the waffle fries and I know that I get my Dr. Pepper with it. And I don't really care what the price is. Totally. And I'm sure you doubly don't know what the price of a chicken sandwich from, I don't know, like other fill in the blank. Popeyes. Yeah. Popeyes. Like I'm not going... I really feel like Chick-fil-A, but first I'm going to compare prices between Popeye's and Chick-fil-A before I make my decision. Exactly. That's not how it works. <laughs> no, but okay. So back to 
people who are listening to this who aren't big recognizable brands yet, what are some ways that they can optimize? Like I know you've mentioned a few times keywords and like doing keyword research. So let's say someone isn't this lawyer you were working with and they they have like an offer that they feel is pretty specific and they just really want to find the web traffic that makes the most sense for them. Talk to me about how keywords can help them do that. So this is my, again, this is like my thing that I use for my clients. Thesaurus.com is your best friend Mm. when it comes to keyword research. And the reason for that is it gives you synonyms to words that you use in your regular conversation that you may not use, but somebody who's searching probably does. And so like, for me, you know, it's that same idea of like the Sadie dress. What, what is the Sadie dress? Mm -hmm. Well, if you say like a peplum sleeve, what's a peplum, what's peplum or peplum sleeve, peplum blouse, Mm -hmm. what's peplum? You know, we know we as girls know what peplum is, but a man might not, or, you know, somebody else might not know what peplum is. Mm -hmm. And so if you go and you say like ruffle sleeves, ruffle top, ruffle dress, things like that give you an insight to who's looking for what you're, you're looking for, Mm. but they may not have the correct terminology. And so when you use the thesaurus, you can get more synonyms and more keyword phrases um, because you have this greater vocabulary that you can speak from, but you're talking about the same thing. I love that. that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So does that mean that we should only use the terms that we think people are most searching for, or should we kind of choose a couple different ones? Um, So I would recommend choosing a couple different ones. Um, You're going to want to have one that you really like mainly focus on Mm -hmm. that you use over and over again, mm-hmm. um, just so that people that does create that brand awareness, mm-hmm. you know, like we, we associate my pleasure with Chick-fil-A mm-hmm. because they use that over and over and over again. That's a copywriting trick too, for brand voices, like choosing some keywords and phrases, bringing up like one or two pop culture references over and over. Like I purposely use Harry Potter in all of my, like any sort of personal, uh, copy where it's my about page or it's a getting to know you post on Instagram or whatever, as my company is magic words, copywriting. I was called the Hermione of copywriting by someone like years ago. And I was like, that's my brand. Like, that's it. There I when am. in doubt, go to the library with Kelsey to learn copywriting. So I kept that up and it has now like people associate me with something they already know and love. And it creates a bonding moment, but repetition is recognition. If I only did that once, everybody would forget it. But because I like plant that with intention in different areas of my website and my marketing and my business, and I come back to it, you know, when I can, that's what makes people start to associate my name Mm -hmm. with magic, which is my company. Yep. Well, and also, this is where a little bit of understanding of how the algorithms algorithms and search engines work mm. really comes into play because 
like statistically, only 6% of your following is seeing your content when you put it out. That's so and wild. So, Every time I hear that stat, it just blows my mind. Doesn't it like, yeah, it blows your mind and you're just like, wow, okay. But that means that you have the ability to repeat yourself over and over and over and over again. Permission slips galore, guys. <laughs> People aren't going to know. Because they're probably not seeing it. They're seeing one out of how many? I don't do math. I'm not a mathematician. So <laughs> you're, you're going to have to do that math on your own. But like giving yourself the permission to just repeat yourself and have the same type of content opens so many doors and also allows you to be that expert because you're consistently talking about something over and over again. And then the robots are like, oh this is what they're an expert in. Let me follow that away. And like, when somebody searches for that, they're like, I have just the person. Here's the file. Like, And so it just all comes back to being consistent and being the expert in whatever you're trying to be the expert in. And I think that like, it sounds so simple because it is. Like (laughs) we often like turn SEO, turn Instagram, turn algorithms into these huge things And like, they don't have to be like that. I love that. And so that's my soapbox. I will step down. No, I love that. So, no, I love that so much because, um, (laughs) I think that people sometimes mistakenly think like, oh, I'll never be able to do this because, there's like entire industries where people get paid. I mean, you know, the big brands, sometimes even like hundreds of thousands of dollars to optimize my, optimize somebody's SEO. So I have no business even trying, but that's not the case Mm -hmm. at all. You're so right. Like the core idea is so simple. And Mm -hmm. are we trying to turn you into like you listener into an SEO expert? Who's going to go like, try to do SEO for other people. No, we're just trying to give you some, like somewhere to start for yourself. Mm-hmm. And if it's, you know, working for you where you want to take it to the next level, a call Sadie or B like do some more, yep. do some more research. It's absolutely mm-hmm. within your reach. It's such a great tool. I feel really similarly about SEO that I do about copywriting, like almost evangelistic where it gets me so mm-hmm. pumped because it's such a simple thing, costs you zero dollars, and all you're doing is changing the way that you're talking. You're just changing the way that you write. Mm-hmm. You're doing it with intention. Uh, okay. Yes, the intention. It's so important. So this is what's so funny too, is Sadie, uh, this is a relatively newish pivot for her in her business. She's been helping people create reels and strategize with their reels for a long time. And now you're really leaning into this SEO piece. And what's so funny is as one of your followers, all of a sudden I started seeing you pop up in my feed constantly. And I was like, oh, Sadie, I should get in touch with her. And literally you're on this podcast because your SEO strategy was working. So so how do people start to replicate that? Let's talk about strategy. We've defined SEO. We've defined keywords. We've given some tips, how to find those keywords. Talk to me about where people can start with strategy. 
Yeah. So the strategy begins with knowing. Okay, this is going to this is going to get a little technical. So stick with me for a minute. We'll bring it back. <laughs> the strategy begins with knowing the signals that the algorithms use. So for example, on Instagram, one of the main signals is your username. And then your name, like the name that you type in at the top of your bio. Like the longer thing in the bio. So like your name, the first thing you talked about is for me at Kelsey.writes. Right. So your handle. Which I changed for this exact reason, because it used to be Kelsey Foremost, which didn't give any information. And then I changed it to Kelsey writes because of copywriting and because I coach people in their writing. Yes, so exactly. Yes, and it's funny. That's the handle. Because I just changed mine to Sadie simplifies SEO. Well, Sadie dot simplifies dot SEO. Because I was like, yes, nobody is going to find sadiebanks.co. Like, yeah, how cute of me to think that people are searching for me. Like, <laughs> and that's one of the reasons that like, again, back to the Sadie dress idea. Yeah. That doesn't work because nobody knows to search for a Sadie dress. Right. Nobody knows to search for Kelsey Foremost unless you're Kelsey Foremost's best friend. Like, right. What does that mean? Or they happen to find me some other way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So the words in the handle. And then the second thing you were talking about with name is like the bold thing right the under your picture. Name. Yep. Right mm-hmm. under your picture that says, year a lot of people just put their name or their company name and this is where I feel like a lot of people get really nervous is they Mm -hmm. don't want to change it to keyword specific words Mm -hmm. so like for me I have Sadie because that's my name Mm -hmm. and then I have the little like line bar thingy Mm -hmm. I don't even know what it's called but you know what I mean I know what you mean the vertical line I've got that, that little line and then it says SEO coach and strategist So the SEO coach and strategist is what's searchable. Mm -hmm. That's so important to remember what is searchable for people who are looking for what you offer. Because Mm -hmm. if you're not putting what's searchable and you're just putting your company name, like for example, Kelsey, your company name is magic words, copywriting, magic words, copywriting. I love that so much, but zero people are going to search that. Correct. Because right. Which is why. That. <laughs> exactly. Which is why on my Instagram, it's copywriting coach, Kelsey Foremost. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You have to put what you do and who you do it for in the places that are searchable. And then mm-hmm. in other places, you can put things like magic words with Kelsey or, you mm-hmm. know, whatever your company name is, because those are not, that gives more context. It mm-hmm. doesn't tell the algorithm what you're yeah, about. Totally. And so if by the by asterisk, if anybody is struggling with this, I actually have a freebie on my website. Just go to kelseyformost.com slash freebies. And there is how to write an Instagram bio. And it, this conversation goes into more detail about the SEO, but if you're wondering how, what that actually looks like and how to write the full like the copy for the actual bio part. I've got a freebie on that. Go download it if you need it. Okay, continue. <laughs> yes. So then, so you know your your handle, your name, those two things are searchable. The other things that are that 
are signals or that tell the little secretary robots to go pull your file are your caption. This is very controversial among Instagram experts, but mm -hmm. hashtags, because hashtags, they're not, hashtags are used differently now. People aren't mm -hmm. searching for hashtags anymore, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but hashtags categorize your content. Yeah. And so if you use hashtags, it tells the robots, okay, this piece of content is about wedding photography in Salt Lake City. I'm going to go put it in the wedding photography folder, mm -hmm. the wedding photography Salt Lake City folder. Mm -hmm. So hashtags are signals. And then um, what is on your alt text? And alt text is often used for like accessibility, mm. but it also tells the robots and algorithms what your content is about. Because one thing that is widely misunderstood about images Images, especially videos, a little bit different. We'll get into that in a second. Images show up as a blank screen for the algorithms and search engines. And so Whoa, they know what? nothing as to what is on that. So in your alt text. That blows my mind, Sadie. So the secretary robots. No clue. What have zero idea. What if there's text? What if there's text in the photo? So it's getting better. The secretary robots are getting better at seeing those that text in the images. However, most of the time they rely on the alt text to tell them what that image Whoa, is about. Oh, that's crazy. That is absolutely wild. Isn't that mind-blowing? Um, that's mind-blowing because to me it's like, that makes me think of like all of the carousels that are like flip through. Cause I know a lot of people who are in, in online business, they do these carousels where it's like a, a theme of a post. And then it'll be like five tips to fill in the blank. And then each carousel thing is like a tip. And to think that like that text that is really carefully crafted, isn't even registering with the algorithm robots mm -hmm. is it's wild. Yeah. It's wild. Well, and so that's why it's like almost imperative that you put that information that's in your carousel into the caption. Because if mm. you're not going to put it in the alt text, you need to put it in the caption. It needs to be seen by those robots. Um, and like, how I do said, you do alt text? So if you go, I've never done that. Yeah. Great question. So if you go into your post and then you click the three dots at the mm -hmm. top um, and then you push mm -hmm. edit. Okay. Mm -hmm. now, and then, um, it'll say in the bottom right-hand corner, edit alt text. You can do that there. If you're creating a new post, you go. So that's for stuff that's already up. You can yes. do that for stuff. That, oh, yes. that's great news. Yeah, you can you can fix it, <laughs> basically. <laughs> then if you're doing a new post, you go in and you go to advanced settings down at the bottom. Uh -huh. And then it says uh -huh. accessibility, write alt text down at the bottom. Wow. That is amazing. I love that. Okay. So that's for static images and carousels. Talk to me about video. Okay. So video is a little bit different because like I said, and this is also with images, images are getting better. And on mm -hmm. Pinterest, they're like, I'm trying to remember what it's called, but it's eluding me at this time. You can look it up, but they're like image recognition 
is much mm-hmm. better than Instagram's. They can see what's that on doesn't the, surprise me at all. What's on the actual image, so that's why pins you should have text on them. Why they mm-hmm. they do so much better when they have text because they can read that text. Instagram mm-hmm. is getting better. Google, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. That I don't think better. so. So don't go with, <laughs> with Google. Make sure that you're using your alt text. <laughs> yeah, um, that's so amazing. But with video, it is that same idea. It's so much better. That's why TikTok's algorithm, you can search basically anything and find it like instantly because their mm. algorithm reads the videos. And so interesting. That's why captions are so important these days because Mm. it's reading the captions and it's saying like, Oh, okay. And when you use captioning in your videos, it shows the algorithm and the bots like, Oh, they are like utilizing all of our features. And so that's Mm -hmm. also another huge bonus for. Wow. That's so cool. That's so cool. Dang. Wow. I am going to go do all, do you know what's so embarrassing, Sadie, is I have been putting up blog posts recently. I'm kind of in this burnout recovery season and I'm like coming back to blogging and putting out podcast episodes and all of that. And I have just completely ignored the alt text for images in blog posts. And now you're saying this, I'm like, oh, wow, maybe that's like a homework assignment for me is to go back into those blog posts that are, that people reference a lot Mm -hmm. and just do the alt text for the photos. Maybe that's a great place to start. See what happens. Yeah. And honestly, an even like simpler starting point, because I feel like sometimes we think like, oh my gosh, there are so many images in my blog post right? or, you know, whatever it is. Do just do one, just do one, just do one and start there, finish that, come back, you can come back. You can always come back. True. You can always circle back and improve your SEO. That's what I love about SEO and like copywriting too, mm-hmm. is that you can always improve it. Yes. Like it, it's foundational. The things that you do at the beginning are foundational. It's not like you do it and you're like, okay, now I have to redo everything. Like yeah. it just builds on top of itself to become this stronger version of your like perfect website, perfect online presence. Oh, I love that so much, Sadie. You are, as always, such a pleasure to talk to and to learn from. Um, I feel inspired. And I think that that's such an important thing to say is like, even experts, quote unquote, feel intimidated or don't know everything about every single aspect of how to run a business and stay sane while doing it. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, that's one thing I really love about what's going on in the world and the conversations online right now is we're all admitting that a lot more rather than, you know, pretending to be hashtag girl boss, shiny hustle culture people Mm -hmm. like we're all learning all the time that's why we have these conversations so yeah thank you for making me feel less intimidated yeah dude I can that's like (laughs) that's like my biggest goal I just want people to know that SEO can be simple and they don't have to like run from it Mm -hmm. and if they'll just embrace it they can it'll help them no matter what they do some SEO is better than no SEO and it's gonna help you along the way if it were just one thing that people could change, let's, let's stick with websites. Okay. People have a website. What's like 
the first place that they should start to think about putting some keywords on a website? H1 tags and only have one per page. That is what I've heard. And H1 means what? Header number one. So like the title of the page, right? The title of the page. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Dang. Yep. That's the place. That's the place. That's like one of the biggest places, the big, biggest signals in mm -hmm. SEO terminology, the biggest signals for those Google bots is yeah. your H1 tag. Yeah. You know, when you're talking about signals, it's making me think of like little flares being mm -hmm. like shot into the air. And like, if you're trying to find something out in a forest, the one that's shooting up a ton of flares, you're going to be able to find it really easily. But if someone just has like one flare and then it fizzles out, you're like, I'm not going to go that direction. Yeah. Or they have one flare and like, honestly, they go and they're like, this is not what I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real bummer. Because then they leave. These are not like, the droids you're looking for. I want to be the one that's shooting up all the flares and all the flares that are helpful. Yes. Thank you so much, Sadie. How can people find you, continue to learn from you, interact with you? Tell us all the things. Okay. So I am on Instagram at sadie.simplifies.seo. Love it. Um, I have a course that... It's new and I'm really excited Yay. about it. I've been working on it for months, like over a year now. Good for you, man. That's awesome. Um, it's zero to fully optimized in 90 days. And it's exactly what it says. It'll take you from zero to completely optimized across your platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, um, your website, and you'll be optimized and consistent and you'll understand a lot of the SEO terminology that's used and be able to just be a part of the conversation and feel confident in your own personal SEO and be, start being found by people who are looking for you. Because like I said earlier, people are looking for you. Whatever you have to offer, people are looking for it. I love that. Um, and then my website is sadiebanks.co. That is so great. And it's S-A-D-I-E. B-A-N-K-S, right? Okay, great. <laughs> yes. I always want to make sure because I know uh, I call it the Starbucks barista uh, spelling thing where uh, mm -hmm. I always want to make sure that I'm getting the name right on the cup <laughs> in the podcast. Yep. yep. Well, Sadie, thank you so much for being here again on yeah. Find Your Magic. I just love you so much and good luck with your course. I'm really, really excited for all the people you're really going to be able to help out with this. Thanks, Kelsey. And thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. Aw, shucks. You're welcome. Thanks everybody for being a part of this episode of Find Your Magic. Take care. All right, y'all know I'm about to ask you to subscribe to Find Your Magic on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you found us today. It truly helps podcasters pay their teams, find better guests, and give you good content. So if you want to hear more conversations about mental health and entrepreneurship, be sure to subscribe to Find Your Magic and leave us a review. Thanks for being here. Now go out there and find your magic.